hi, welcome back to another episode of Bed Letter. I'm your host, Christian Ashleman, and this is the podcast where we chat a little bit about human psychology and mental health, social change, and cultural trends. So this is the sixth episode of Bed Letter. Um, if you've enjoyed what you've heard on previous episodes, the previous five episodes, and what you hear on this episode, be sure to follow on whatever platform you prefer. Bed Letter is on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Google Podcasts, um, and a couple, a bunch of other little smaller platforms as well. And subscribing on whatever one you prefer and whatever one you listen on is definitely the best way to stay up to date as new episodes are coming out. Uh, another way you can kind of stay up to date with what the show has got going on, what I've got going on, with what I've got going on is to follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's just at C. Ashleman. And uh, following on those platforms and being on those platforms is also a great way to generate discussion, talk about your opinions of the stuff we're talking about, talk about your thoughts, feelings, all that stuff that that we're going over. So so yeah, um, today's episode is going to be pretty different than the previous than the previous uh, five episodes, and that's mainly because it's I had this idea for this segment that I wanted to do. It's a little bit more laid back, a little bit more, a little less organized. I'm not really sure exactly. I don't know exactly every piece of it that's going to be going as we go through here, but um, it's I want I call it I'm going to call it today I learned because there is this subreddit I love I'm on Reddit all the time I spend a lot of time on there just looking at all kinds of different things from different news things to funny memes to funny you know, all kinds of stuff so I'm on there a lot and there's this community on on there there's a subreddit called today I learned and it's it's incredibly interesting there's all kinds of wacky wild uh factoids little factoids about random things that you never knew and so it's kind of like this segment is kind of just going to be pouring through some of the some of the most popular some of the most interesting ones that um that have been posted on that sub or that have been linked to on in this community over the past week or so so let's see what we've got as we kind of start pouring through this so the first one let's see here Here's a good one. Today I learned after Oprah's famous You Get a Car episode, that's the one where she was like, you get a car, you get a car, you know, to every person in the audience. So after Oprah's famous You Get a Car episode where she gave away 276 cars at a total cost of $7.6 million, which is like nothing to her, I'm sure, but many of the recipients sent in complaints to the show as they had all been charged a six dollars to $7,000 gift tax. Which is hilarious. <laughs> Imagine that. You're sitting in the audience and you're just stoked, right? Stoked out of your mind. You just got this free car from Oprah just for sitting there and attending her show. And then all of a sudden, instead of instead of this car just being free, you just get this nice, this nice beautiful little uh, $6,000, $7,000 car tax. Or I guess it's a gift tax. It's a tax on gifts. I didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, I know there's taxes for all kinds of stuff, capital gains and 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 investments and all kinds of stuff like that, but I didn't know there was a gift tax. I mean, why not, right? Why not? You know, that's a good example. You know, free shit ain't always free. <laughs> Rarely is it ever. Rarely is it ever. It's like when you win the lottery and you get like whatever millions of dollars, whatever it is, there's just that fat percentage. Like, like it's something like a quarter of it or a third of it or something usually ends up going to... Uh, usually ends up going back to the government, back to back in taxes, 
which I mean, I guess it's money you just didn't have before in the case of a lottery. And so any amount is money you didn't have before, but it's still, I don't know, that percentage is insane. But that's just hilarious. Six to $7,000 in gift tax. Yeah, I got to sell the car just so you can pay the taxes on it. <laughs> oh, oh boy. All right, let's see what else we got on here. Let's see. Today I learned that in 2017, 70 students drank so much alcohol at a house party in Maryland that the air inside the house registered positive on a breathalyzer. <laughs> on a breathalyzer. That's incredible. Honestly, that's not even like, oh, they're idiots. That's just, that's a feat in and of itself. They contaminated the very air. Like they're literally just getting drunk off of the air. That's amazing. Jeez. That's how you get alcohol poisoning, folks. That's a one-way ticket to the emergency room. Um, let's keep going here. What else do we got? This one's got quite a few upvotes. Today I learned a Navajo blanket was appraised on PBS's Antiques Roadshow. For $500,000, blanket worth $500,000. After seeing the broadcast, a disabled man realized he had a similar blanket, which had been sitting in his closet for seven years. He took it to an auctioneer, and his final bid was $1.5 million. Talk about a flip. Holy crap. Gee. $500,000 appraisal on some blanket. This guy sees the show, happens to see the show. That's the greatest choice he ever made right there. Not to buy the blanket, but just to watch this TV show <laughs> and see, oh, wait a minute. I think I have something like that. Starts digging around in his closet. He's got $1.5 million just chilling in his closet, essentially. You know, that's that's a good lesson right there. If you're ever looking for something, like if you're ever short on money, and I see this, I've, I've seen this because I like to watch, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. I like to watch videos. Um, it's by this guy named Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. He's extremely motivational. He's he's just a smart dude. He's got really good uh, like a business acumen that's that's really solid, and he, he just makes really solid content. And he has this this bit where he talks a lot about if you're if you're looking to make money, honestly, just look around you because a lot of them, well, like one of the easiest and and quickest and and a, one of the most effective ways to just make money is to flip shit. It's like. It, whatever you have stuff that you're not using stuff that you're storing away and cramming into storage units and you know all this stuff just instead of storing it and letting it sit there gathering dust you just sell it you just flip it i mean there's all kinds of websites these days where you can go on and post your post whatever post your you know snowboard or post your i don't know all kinds of stuff whatever it is literally just anything even small stuff you know five seven bucks that's just sitting there doing nothing for you that you're not going to use again and uh you know people have have made quite a bit of money doing stuff like that i mean i know there's like a there's a section on facebook that lets you go in and like post your stuff and sell it to people in your local area i know there's uh let's see i have an app on my phone actually i can't remember what it's called let me look real quick but you go on there and uh, oh it's called offer up you just go on there you post anything Post whatever you want, and uh, you can you can search in your local area for certain things. You can you can sell things, you can buy things, meet up with people. There's some websites where you don't even have to meet up; you just ship it. You, you know, all kinds of stuff. So there you go. I mean, this dude does it, and he made him 1.5 million. I'm not saying you're going to make that kind of money. That's 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 heinous, but uh, you never know. You never you never know. What else we got as we keep moving down the list? Let's see. Today I learned when shooting, here we go, today I learned when shooting Lincoln, John Wilkes Booth timed his shot so that the noise would be masked by the audience's laughter. 
Being an actor, he knew the play Lincoln was watching by heart. Lincoln was laughing when shot. <laughs> it's like a bittersweet thing, right? Well, at least he was happy when he went out. No, that's, uh, I actually I actually did know that one. That's probably just because I'm a history minor and, and love Lincoln and love learning about that time period. But that one is, uh, that one's fascinating that he had this like deeper knowledge of what like what was going on with the play waited for the exact moment timed everything correct because it's not like he could walk into the booth and just like sit behind lincoln and just chill for a minute waiting for the right moment right like he had to, maybe the play was a funny one or something i mean obviously i guess if there's a bunch of laughter it's probably has you know a bunch of comedic elements to it but like he's not gonna walk into the booth and sit there for like five minutes waiting like he can't do that you've got to time everything perfectly i mean John Wilkes Booth obviously is an asshole for doing this. I'm just saying. That's some timing. That's crazy. Oh, here you go. Today I learned common ravens have been observed calling wolves to the sight of dead animals. The wolves open the carcass, leaving the scraps more accessible to the birds. And that's like a that's like a that's like DoorDash for animals or something like uh <laughs> Uber Eats, you know. It's like that they assist Instead of just, you know, the wolf has to go out and hunt and do all this extraneous activity and find the kills and make or make the kills and all this stuff. No, the birds just kind of have the bird's eye view. They have this, you know, this link with the wolves and they they find the animal and then they just, you know, chirp their little whatever the message is. And then the wolves just come over and they do the birds the service. It's kind of like tipping the bird, tipping the Uber Eats driver, right? You're like, the the, the they do the birds the service of not only leaving the the remains of the animal after the wolf is done, but like getting into the animal, right? Because I mean, it's not like a bird, a little raven is going to be able to like tear into a thick skinned, you know, elk or deer or whatever it is. I mean, so they're, they're kind of doing, and unless like they waited long enough for the animal to start decaying, but that, then it started, you start to have like rotten meat and all this stuff. So that's, uh, that's fascinating. That's, there you go. There's a little nature connection, a little nature link right there. Um, this one I actually saw earlier in the week. This next one, and I think this is very interesting. I haven't I haven't ever seen this. I didn't even know this. It's uh, today I learned there was a, in, there is a prequel to How the Grinch Stole Christmas, known as Halloween is Grinch Night, which won an Emmy for Outstanding Animated Program in, in 1977. And I don't even I don't even know what to say about this. I just had no idea there was another Grinch production. I mean, there's all like a million today, right? There's like, but they're all the Christmas one. I didn't know there was a Halloween one. Halloween seems like it'd be right up you know the Grinch's alley but you know there you go if you want to see more Grinch content if you're a Grinch person and love that you know there you go go check out Halloween is Grinch night apparently it's good enough to have won an Emmy in 1977 here's another one this one's pretty funny today I learned a 98 year old mother moved into the same nursing home as her 80 year old son to take care of him <laughs> it's like a like a checkmate for your mom right like Usually the saying goes, you know, you your mom takes care of you when you're a kid, and because that, you know, the deal is that you're gonna take care of her when she's older. But uh, not in this case. Ninety-eight. Let's see, eighty-year-old son. So she was eighteen when she had this guy. She's eighteen years older than him. That is hilarious. Checkmate, mom. Still need your help. Still need you to to baby me at eighty. <laughs> in a nursing home, none, nonetheless, right? A nursing home where that's like literally what they're supposed to be doing there is taking care of you. They probably just wanted to be together. I mean, come on. Come on. Okay, so here's uh, here's one that's interesting. This one I actually did see a couple days ago. 
And it's, it says, Today I learned three men found hot metal cylinders in, the, in a forest and used them to warm themselves overnight. Which sounds whack just right off the first sentence. Three, three men found hot metal cylinders in a forest and used them to warm themselves overnight. They had found Soviet strontium-90 strontium sources, suffered severe radiation sickness, and long-term injuries. I'm going to have to click on this link because I didn't before, but I want to see if there's, like, pictures of the dudes. I always am interested when it comes to, like, radiation illnesses because, you know, I play, you know, video games and see movies, and I love, like, post-apocalyptic video games and movies. And so, you know, in those things, they always have, like, mutated animals and beasts and dudes walking around with three arms and you know 12 fingers and an extra third eye on their forehead and all this stuff so i want uh, this looks like it's just like a like a giant study of their of the metal bars this doesn't look like it's pictures of the oh wait no there are pictures here but not of the people hmm maybe they were too ill maybe they're just too grotesque maybe they grew like a freaking i don't even know Oh, here you go. There is, ooh, yep, nope, nope, nope. That's a little interesting. It just looks like burns. It looks like, like, really bad third-degree burns more than anything. That's interesting. Radiation is terrifying. Radiation is very scary. Yeah, my gosh. I mean, you can't see what I'm looking at. It's just, it's just, it's just burns. It just looks like really bad burns. I mean, obviously, there's probably something else going on there, but um, that is that is fascinating. Radiation is terrifying. Like I said, that is that is something. There's a whole lot I feel like that we don't know about radiation too. I mean, we're learning more and more about it. But I mean, I shouldn't. I, I don't want to talk too much about it because I genuinely just don't know. But I feel like there's a lot there, and we just have scratched the surface. So who knows? We'll see. We'll see how that goes as we move on, as we move through the through the decades. And another thing about these Today I Learns is most of them, they always are linking to an outside source, right? Like it isn't just somebody coming in and posting this thing. Like, oh, look, I learned this thing. You know, it's, it's, they're always linked to some sort of outside source. And so obviously all the outside sources might not always be 100% correct. There's always that chance of, of, uh, you know, of, of the article lying or, or fabricating or blowing things out of proportion just like we've seen on on this show already a few episodes ago with the uh, with the ZME science article on suicides and how they inflated that percentage, but that being said, most of these are are linked out to decent websites that have just funny and sometimes it's like Wikipedia or this that and the other. Some guy found some detail like deep embedded in the Wikipedia page of something, but usually the facts are are, are pretty pretty reliable, pretty for the most part pretty true. Um, but you know, there's always that percentage of chance that it could be complete bullshit. So you know, keep that in mind. But I'm trying to I'm trying to find ones that seem like they're uh, they could definitely be realistic and real. Um, let's see if we can find another one here. Oh, here we go. This one I don't. I, this one is one where I, I I don't. Oh, it is. It's posted in the Smithsonian. Here you go. This is in the Smithsonian. It says today I learned, despite the myth that has been circulating for decades, fish do feel pain and do show the capacity to suffer from it. So I suppose that makes sense. I mean, if you think about it, f the feeling of pain is sort of a, uh, like a biological um, survival mechanic or mechanism, right? Like you can't, like the reason that human beings 
or just things in general feel pain is because it's your body telling you it's your body's way of telling you hey this is what you're doing right now and i'm talking about physical pain i'm not talking about like emotional pain stuff like that which i mean this could be somewhat said for that as well but it's your body's way of telling you hey this is not good whatever you're doing in this moment right now is not healthy for you is not you know whatever it's not the right I don't know. It's it's something you know. It's like your alert mechanism. It's your body's way of alerting you to the attention of what's happening. And so I don't. I it totally makes sense that fish would experience that because fish have survival mechanisms and survival, uh, you know, natural instincts and stuff like that too. So that is that makes sense to me. I mean, I never really bought the whole fish don't feel pain thing. I kind of was always like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why? What what makes them the only like animal pretty much that doesn't feel pain to some to some degree right like don't they just don't feel any pain maybe maybe it was just like always a fisherman's tale to always to make to like justify them like you know catching fish and ripping the hooks out and stuff and i'm not i'm not talking on fishing i enjoy fishing no doubt i love it but i'm just saying maybe it was like some uh invented uh invented statistic or invented fact that was used to just kind of like make them feel a little better or something i don't know who knows who knows but this is this is posted in the the uh smithsonian on the smithsonian website smithsonian.com here so you know there's got to be some validity to that just just off of where it's posted smithsonian's pretty reliable i'm definitely not going to pour through this entire article because it's very long very oh my gosh it's very long but uh you know there's that there is that and that, like I said, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. Oh, this is weird. This one's weird. This one says, Today I learned that since every baby girl is born with up to 2 million eggs in her ovaries, a woman who is pregnant with a girl is not only carrying her baby, but also the beginnings of her, <laughs> also the beginnings of her grandchild, and her diet and lifestyle can impact the makeup of the eggs in the child's reproductive system. Let's see where this one was posted on what website. That's fascinating. Some a website called news.com.au. You know, that could be whatever. It looks like I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you just tell off of the get without some sort of some sort of thing, but that's that's interesting. That's kind of funny. I mean, I, to some degree, that makes sense, right? Like the the you're just looking at the bio, biology and the and the with all how the how the eggs and all that works. I mean, I don't know. That's <laughs> that's funny though. With her diet and lifestyle can impact the makeup of the eggs of the child's reproductive system. So if, basically, if you want to micro engineer your grandchildren, <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. I don't I don't even know where to go with that. I'm not knowledgeable enough when it comes to human human like reproductive biology stuff to to make even any jokes about that <laughs> oh this one's pretty cool i actually saw this one the other day as well this one i i really like i don't know if it has any like potential to be a huge thing in the future but it's very interesting so it says today i learned a, tr a, a train company invented a way to ship oil without pipelines bitumen is converted into a solid product and sealed in plastic made plastic made from recyclables the pucks are designed to be transported in regular container cars by train and loaded onto cargo ships at coal terminals they float too well, that's pretty cool oh and then it has a little picture of this dude holding like a puck it's like a puck of oil in this little plastic 
container kind of like a like a lunchable case or something like an upside down lunchable it's like the plastic bubble it's just chilling it's just this black puck of oil very interesting and this is on cbc this was uh written and posted here so you know there that could be that could be a thing and that makes total sense for them to try to come up with new ways to do that because i mean pipelines have caused drama and debate and issues forever not only do they bust open and spill all over and onto the earth and into the into the water and all this stuff and just cause giant environmental hazards and fires and you know etc 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 but they also have the potential to you know there's always you always hear of the of like them trying to build pipelines through you know indian burial grounds and and all this stuff i mean for them to come up with a new way to transport and deal with oil is is pretty important that seems like a very viable thing and i don't know if this would end up costing more or less money or you know all the details of it but it's pretty interesting the little puck this dude's holding is is very interesting i can see them just stacking like millions of these little buggers just in crates and shipping them and doing stuff like that. that that's very interesting if you're interested in that definitely check that out look for look for oil puck like google oil puck or something i don't know it's very very fascinating could save a lot of money could save a lot of like time with with debate and and drama and all that stuff and that just and also that has the potential to save a lot of like the environment and stuff too because if they're dump if after they're done with these with the with the pucks right they get the oil out of the puck and they use the oil for whatever um it says they're made from plastic plastic made from recyclable so i imagine these this type of plastic it's just plastic that's holding the thing in there i imagine they can just take that and kind of like recycle all the packaging and just make more packaging from that and kind of have this totally recyclable way of or like this uh yeah recyclable but like this cycle of of uh transporting this stuff is you know the plastic is made the oils put in it sent plastic is then put back into the recycling system recycled oil is put back in the puck you know it just keeps going over and over again and they're able to reuse a lot more so that would be interesting that would be interesting i mean i'm not knowledgeable enough about the oil industry and all this stuff to to really put forward any numbers on that but uh without finding outside you know research articles and stuff but that's that's fascinating all right let's do a couple more here let's find a few more let's see what we've got oh this one's pretty cool I don't, I don't, I've actually never heard of this guy, some serial killer guy, but like his name, I guess it's, it's, well, I'll just read it for you. It says, today I learned Thor Christiansen, a, sil, a serial, I, I'll pause for a second there because I'm not sure if it's Christ, Christensen or Christian, I think it's Christensen actually. Thor Christensen, a serial killer who was only caught because his fifth would-be victim survived a shot to the head. She recognized him months later in a bar and reported him to police. Law enforcement then linked him with four other then-unsolved murders that had a similar M.O. That is fascinating. The thing that fascinates me almost the most about that is the fact that this uh, this person who was shot in the head was at a bar drinking months later. <laughs> like, geez, that the recovery time. You get shot in the head, you think, oh, I'm out, I'm, I'm out for like the next foreseeable future, right? If you survive the, the shot, that is, right? You survive, you're in the hospital for like X amount of time, which to me, I would think like a long time, like probably like a year or like just under that. I don't know. I, I guess it just depends on how fast you heal. But who, I mean, who knows? That's crazy though. She, she survives a shot to the head, first of all. There's one in a million right there. 
Like, probably more than one in a million. She survives a shot to the head, a gunshot to the head. Then, one in a million again, she's at this bar with the guy, right? That's also one in a million. And then, also one in a million is that she actually recognizes this guy. Like, that's that's so beyond the realm of, like, possibility that that, that would happen. That's incredible. And this was, uh, this one's, this one's pulled out of Wikipedia, probably from this dude's Thor Christensen Wikipedia. So, you know, Wikipedia is good, but it always has room for error as well. But no, I have, that's, that's insane. That's insane. That's, that's way more than one in a million. Add up all that. It's, it's like one in a billion for all that to happen the way it did. So there you go. My goodness. That's hilarious. I mean, not that she, not that, that obviously the serial killer part, fact that she got shot, that's not funny. It's just funny that like, it just, the, the series of events that took this guy down, that is, that's incredible. Oh, here you go. This one's funny. Today, I, le- <laughs> I don't know why I think this is funny. Today, I learned that human beings aren't the only animals that go to war with each other. Two troops of chimpanzees wage a four-year war known as the Gombe Chimpanzee War. <laughs> I don't know. I think that just put a funny image in my head, kind of like this uh, Planet of the Apes type thing where I just imagine like all these apes going to war with like AK-47s, which is totally not what happens, right? Like they're just, they're probably just fighting. They're just like fighting each other with like hands and sticks and stuff. Well, that would be interesting if they're fighting each other with sticks. They're like going and, and actually like sort of in a way like creating weapons, right? Like that's, that's fascinating. That is fascinating. And also the fact that they they thought for they fought for four years, waged a four year war, the Gombe chimpanzee war. Like you think like four years in, they'd be like, wait, why are we? What was the original reason we were fighting each other? And just as as animals, I think that no, like innately we'd be like, oh, they're fighting each other. They would have they wouldn't be able to remember that. Why would they be able to remember that other than? If it's for like territory or whatever, but a lot of that stuff for animals is resolved, you know, fair, fairly quickly when you compare it to four years. I mean, that's that's crazy. I wonder if they were able to like test their the chimpanzees' ability to remember why they fought, like why they went to battle with these other chimpanzees. That's crazy. That's wild. That one was pulled off of Wikipedia as well. It looks like. Let me check. Yep, yeah, Wikipedia. Gonna be chin- chimpanzee war, yeah? There you go. January 22nd, 1974 to June 5th, 1978. Taught in chimpanzee classrooms all around the world. The four-year war. <laughs> That's just so funny. That is too funny. Oh, and Jane Jane Goodall used to feed the, the Gombe chimpanzees. There's like a little picture of her little hut where she used to feed them. I wonder if that was around the same time. No, that wouldn't have been. Maybe it would have been. I'd have to look and do a little bit more research on that. That's fascinating, though. Uh, this Wikipedia article is very short. Very short. Who knows? That's interesting, though. Fun little, fun little thought. Fun little, uh, fun little thing there. <laughs> that's that's funny. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna find one last one for us on this uh, this episode here. Um, let's see here. Oh, here we go. This one's interesting. I saw this one actually the other day as well. I was I was. Uh, this was, it's just interesting to me, just like the, the tendency of this. Um, it says, Today I learned that if you don't eat sushi by age 35, there is a 95% chance that you never will. 
And then it says, as we get older, we are less open to novelty. And this was posted in the New Yorker. And that, I don't know how they find... I mean, I guess they just pull a lot of people who've eaten sushi or haven't eaten sushi if they're over 35. And I wonder if this is kind of like a little tack on to some other research they did. I imagine it kind of would be, right? Like, there's, I don't know who would ask the question... Well, I wonder if when, you know, the exact question of what's what's the cutoff, right, for sushi? What's the, what's the end point? I mean, you got to be real passionate about sushi just to ask that specific question. So I wonder if this is kind of like a, a like a little tack on, a little tidbit that they found in another, like, more holistic look at, like, seafood or and age ranges. And so, I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting, though. I mean, it was posted in The New Yorker. Um, looks like... That has oh maybe there's even more oh no yeah it's just New York on the New Yorker in the archives and of course you probably got to pay for it that's the struggle with with like all the you know the psych research and just all the different research if you want to get the base article that was written by the scientists themselves sometimes it can be very difficult because um, I mean it's not necessarily difficult but just like expensive I mean a lot of these places that publish these psych articles are. Um, you know, they want you to buy their $100 subscription for the, the annual subscription, or if you want to buy just that issue and just that article, you know, it's like 30 bucks, 20 bucks. That is one benefit of if, in, if you are in college, if you are in school, you get access to a lot of articles, a lot of information, um, just from like your school's library, which I'm pretty sure for my school, I have access still to the, some of that stuff, um, I'm actually almost positive that I that I can because I have gone in there and looked at some. And there are some that are free. There's some that you can get access to for free. But there's a lot of news articles out there, a lot of like like just psychological research newspaper, not even just psych, but like other research articles that are kind of barred behind this, this pay gate, which to a degree it makes sense, right? But because, I mean, everybody's got to make money doing their thing, and especially these publishing agencies. But uh, it just can be kind of difficult if you don't want to spend a whole bunch of money. Like I'm trying to get into, like to get into this New Yorker one. I guess you gotta. Well, it's just saying you gotta have a whole New Yorker account and all this stuff. So maybe, maybe it does say at the bottom here. Try the New Yorker for one dollar a week. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's barred behind it. Maybe it's not. I'm not gonna dig in and find out. But you know, there it is. That's that. So you know, this is a this is a bit that I I might do more of. Um, I might not do it again. I might do it again. It just depends on, on how I'm feeling and, and the stuff that I see. Um, and by bit, I mean this is like the Today I Learned segment, right, where it's a little more informal, a little bit more kind of just laid back, looking at funny stuff, interesting stuff. But uh, we'll see We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. And if I do do it, it's not going to be like every episode is like this. It's if I do do it. You know, I once heard every time you've ever repeated a word like that in a sentence – you can always take one of them out and it will always still make sense. And so far I have not been able to debunk that 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 theory. So, you know, maybe. So if I do it, <laughs> if I do that, then uh we'll 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 just have to play it by ear, right? If I do that, it's not gonna be every episode. Obviously I'm still gonna be doing a lot of the different episodes that I have done like so far where we're looking at research, we're talking about ideas and theories and just stuff like that. But uh, this is just kind of a fun little fun little side note from all that stuff. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to wrap it up there. And uh, yeah, if you enjoyed listening, be sure to follow the podcast on whatever platform you prefer. 
Like I said, Bed Letter is found on iTunes and Spotify and YouTube and Google Podcasts and a bunch of other ones. I just got it onto, onto uh, or I just applied to have it put onto like iHeartRadio and and Alexa tune-in thing and a couple other things. So hopefully, you know, whatever you're using, it's on there. Um, and if it's not, let me know and I can try to get it on wherever. Because I'd like it, I like to have it everywhere, everywhere that I can, on every platform that I can have it on the widest reach, you know. So if you found this interesting, you found the other episodes interesting, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, anybody you know who loves podcasts, anybody you know who's interested in psychology and fun stuff like that. Um, make sure you follow me on social media to stay up to date with what I got going on the show. And in, uh, you can do that on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, just at C. Ashleman, at C-A-S-H-L-I-M-A-N. I definitely use Instagram the most. I really like photography. I have a big passion for that. And so I post a lot of uh, the photos that I take on there. Um, but like I said, a lot of this, uh, like I said before, a lot of the stuff I post on Instagram, pretty much all of it gets pushed over to Twitter, Facebook, stuff like that. So thank you so much for tuning in. Love you guys. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Have an awesome week, and I will see you next time on Bed Letter. Bed Letter.